Hello and welcome to the Real Good Podcast, episode 14. I'm here with my two great chums, the English Rose, that is Nick Staniforth, and oh, cheers, mate. the Demon Barber of Parney Street, <laughs> Sean, say hello. Howdy, how are we, how are we? I, I oh, thought quite a lot, quite a bit, a bit oh, of that, uh, at length. That for, a, for a whole week, aye. Almost as long as I did the one where I called uh, Nick the Sheriff of Nottingham. <laughs> that, that's that's, that's, that's always got it. Yep. That's a pretty basic one, isn't still, it? Still to make a Sheriff of Shottingham joke, but you know, we'll get there. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the podcast. This week we have a lot to talk about, um, but unfortunately uh, it's a, a very... Don't know really how to start this. It's a week where news for movies really has to take a back seat. There's only been one story this week, and to talk about anything else, I feel would be frankly disrespectful, and to a larger extent, we'd be burying our heads in the stand. In the sand, sorry. Um, the murder of George Floyd has reignited the fight against racism around the globe, and hopefully, this time it will be for further and real change uh, under the Black Lives Matter movement, um, and certainly. We, all three of us here at uh, Real Good, echo the sentiment and the fight for racial equality. Um, so this week there is no news other than the events happening around the globe to, to change things for the better. Mate, that was fucking beautifully well put, man. Here, here, mate. Well done. No, it was it was, it was good apart from my... <laughs> no, the thing is, like, we, I mean... Sean, you don't know this, but Rishi, we, me and Rishi had a call before this, basically talking about how do you want to deal with it. Um, because, you know, we we sort of said, we talked about it earlier in the week, basically saying, are we okay to do this? And I think it's one of those situations, and rightfully so, it's unavoidable. And you shouldn't, we shouldn't not shy away from it, because why, why should we? We've got no reason to. And it's the very, that's the very reason we shouldn't be shying away from it. Um, but yeah, so... It's been a shit week, lads, and there's been no news apart from that, and I think it's the most important story to highlight, and to do that, we all agreed on, Rushy. We agreed on changing things for the better, and hopefully, um, we were, we were going to go back to our coverage of Spielberg movies, um, but we felt it best to take a look at re-educating ourselves, as free white males should in this day and age, and look at black cinema and the creators that have brought the message and the the kind of larger problem of mm. racism and and in the world to to our, our, our cinema audience and to the forefront of our minds at the moment and it's yeah, a really it's really difficult it's a really it's i mean it's difficult for us to wrap our heads around it and we're not living it so how bad must it be for people who are living it yeah I mean, I think it's obviously highlighted um, a lot in America. But obviously, with the cops and everything, um, they've got a lot of obviously gun violence and that over there. So it's, I mean, the deaths and racial deaths are um, the the numbers that they have over there compared to racial sort of deaths and and like miscarriages of justice and all that here is um, is probably like tenfold over in the states. So. As you said, we're we're we are three guys here talking about it, and it's happening in the other side of the world, basically. Mm, I think I think I mean any number is a bad number, though. Like, yeah, that's that's. Well, I agree. I I appreciate what you're saying in terms of 
you know the numbers are, ju- are, are just as you know tenfold over there, but at the same time they shouldn't they shouldn't be any. Um, yeah, and what's that off? We saw, yeah, we saw we sort of made the discussion this week of uh, because great and brilliantly, uh, you know, I think we've talked about we've talked about as like just the three of us saying how the the good thing that's come out of this is that voices have been like heard and people are you know essentially you know the majority of people that i know are making the effort and as we should all be doing to fucking understand the situation and try not and, and not avoid what we've what whilst you might think you've been avoiding it or not avoiding it you have really um i had a brilliant i mean i had a brilliant conversation with missus today where it was like you know what do you, do you think we should watch like we want to educate ourselves and what is it that should be on the list and i think what was interesting is the majority of films that we picked were stuff where either myself or me the half had sort of held off because it was that it was that i'm gonna feel uncomfortable watching this and that's the precise reason you should be watching it you need to educate yourself and i think to follow on from rush's point like film is probably one of the greatest mediums to transfer a message and get that across to make you sort of understand in a small pocket of time to get a message out there and be like this is what's this is what's going on why is no one doing anything about it and i think we sort of put a list together of films that we'd not watched or i ha- you know there's a few that i hadn't watched just hadn't had almost sort of like gone i've put time i'm going to put time aside to to sit down and watch this before this even happened just because they were so revered etc um, and I don't know if you you guys are the same or what was Rushed like what was on your list in terms of what what you gone through because you sort of had a fucking slog of a day in in the earlier in the week. Yeah, and it it's funny as well. Like I don't want to make myself sound like somebody who is trying to be overly woke or or whatever the kids would call it. But my learning came from just wanting to know more about American history. Yeah. And it started with a movie that has nothing to do with the civil rights movement, nothing to do with black rights, but it started with Gettysburg, which is a civil war movie, um, right. and moved on from there. And then I had a day where I watched 12 Years a Slave, Lincoln, which is kind of cheating a wee bit because it's on our Steven Spielberg list for later on down the road. Yeah. But <laughs> I was like, I want to know more about American history. I want to know more about this time. And I want to see the kind of, what what's been happening um so i watched that watched lincoln watched 12 years a slave um and watched 13th which is the first film what we're going to go on to talk about um which is a documentary in netflix which is a complete eye-opener and yeah charts a very disturbing history through america's past yeah so for those that don't know because we've we've basically we've all decided we're all going to pick a film and talk about one that we haven't seen um, that we definitely should have at this point and we're going to put this as a list on instagram and on the podcast as well um as a few others feel free that when it comes to instagram like feel feel free to put any suggestions of films that you think should be on the list as well but yeah the 13th was one that i hadn't seen knew about had seen what was interesting is one particular clip that is has been repeated most recently obviously now um but then has was i think was a trailer up in a promotion that they put through and it, it, it it's just almost a continuous thing of almost like a, a, a history lesson in about two minutes. And it's the the montage of the Trump rallies and the civil rights movement in the 60s. Yeah. And, and that, 
you know Trump's voiceover of people get you know black over the sixties of the the civil yeah. rights stuff yeah and it, and it was so striking like that in itself you can show that to whomever and you don't even need I'm not saying you don't need to watch the documentary but like that speaks thousands like that says so much in that small pocket of time but for those that don't know that yeah the documentary was um from the 13th and it's directed by uh ava Devani, who did she actually did selma um and then went on to do this as well and it's essentially an in-depth look at the prison system um in in america and how the history of basically the foundations of the prison sort of industry which is you know as the documentary quickly like goes on clearly displays it is an industry it's a business and it's been made off the whilst it's the you know it's been built and re rediverted from the abolition for abolishment of slavery um and like fuck me man like what a film like and i'm sure as everyone will say about their own sort of suggestions that they're going to make but this is one that is probably the most required educational bit of like film you could ever think to watch um i think it's you know it's such an important viewing because it, it's its argument is undeniable and it's orchest- like how it's orchestrated and constructed and goes through the history of fuck how bad is this like look 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 how far we've come and how little has happened and how much casualties have been made from it and you know it's it goes from literally from the the abolishment of slavery and going through the 60s and various presidential sort of campaigns and the misdirection and clever sort of construction to avoid situations without clearly demonstrating saying that this is undeniably a plan to put black communities on the heel essentially and just it's just it's you speechless there are so many moments where you just think how has this got this far and how have we gone yeah this is perfectly fine this is no there's no problem about this um you know to look at the idea of um i think it was i think it was in terms of one shocking fact is that like 70 percent of selma of people living in selma now who can't who have a who have essentially have prison history and as a result can't vote so that's 70 percent of us of, of an area that can't vote against a man who clearly wants anyone that's not white not here or behind bars and i mean did you, you've both seen it i mean i think sean you said you watched it a while ago like rushy when did you when did you first see it i watched it the day that i watched um obviously the day before the day before or no the day after sorry i watched lincoln right. um so that would have been right. what day was that i think thursday it was the night that i asked right, basically yeah. <laughs> and the, I, I, I want to watch something different so i'm going to try and slap right. something else on so i ended up watching in bruges yeah. um right but um yeah, the way that I described it to someone who hadn't seen it, who I kind of said, listen, you should watch this, is it's a 101 for uh, 101 uh, for dummies lesson about institutionalised racism within America. Yeah. And how that is just... It, the, the rules of the game are automatically against the minority of yeah. black Americans in that, you know, they make up... I think it was forty percent of um, inmates or something like that, and they were yeah. Uh, and how it basically it basically takes you all the way from as you said slavery right through Jim Crow, 
the rise of the Ku Klux Klan, stuff like that, and then it goes right through into the 60s, and it paints some just harrowing images and also harrowing mirror images of back in the civil rights movement to today when we're yeah. talking about that 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 um that piece that sort of two minute basically 101 this is why mm. people are protesting kind of thing um yeah, yeah it's back it's, in the it's, good old days back in the ins- good old days insane. he'd have been knocked out like yeah essential viewing man that is essential yeah. viewing for, for I me i think the scary the scary thing about it for for me when i watched it is that um it feels as if when you watch it obviously is what nick was saying about putting yourself into and in, into the film and into somebody else's shoes is that nothing's changed do you know what i mean mm. like all these statistics and and all that stuff like the progress that is happened from back in slavery days when lincoln and all that to now it seems like a very it's a very slow sort of pro- progress and I was reminded by something the other day, and I know it's, it sounds really kind of off-topic, right? But the Black Eyed Peas song, Where Is The Love? I mean, that was out years ago, right? And mm-hmm. the guy, the, that Will I Am just re-released it there, and I'm like, he released that, what, was that like 10, 15 years ago, maybe? Yeah. Something like that. And then he's actually re-released that again now in 2020, and I'm like, in that space of time, the progress has been nothing. Either, either nothing or very, very minimal. And that's, that's the kind of scary thing about it, especially when you watch all these films that we've tried to educate ourselves on, is that the, the theme and the narrative just keeps it keeps repeating itself. Do you know what mm. I mean? And that, that, that is a sad thing about it, is that yeah. the, 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 the progress is, is either small or none at all. I think one thing I noticed in terms of... I mean, it's it, like, Tavani is a director, like, she, she, she does a great a great effort of almost repeating the same key facts as as you know in terms of how they you know, they highlight birth of a nation as a film and how like president at the time thought it was a masterpiece and everyone should yep. see it, it was, and it was essential viewing and you know i mean we've i, I think for pretty much everyone like listening well everyone recording this now has seen black Klansman and the fact that they do that moment of the, all the kkk sat there watching it as like enjoying the viewing yeah and through the film like there's a there's a moment and it's highlighted in 13th of a woman jumps off a cliff because she doesn't want to be raped by a black man yeah who is seen as like this monster and almost like golem like figure and as a as a predator and then years later down the line you know there is the term of a super predator of um you know uh how the black male has become a drug addict a drug riddled like repeat offender of rape and it's just like fuck like you're actually you are literally just putting spin on the same the same message yeah. over and over and over again and the only change and, is that the the language gets more convert covert and yeah. the racism becomes yeah. more cloak and dagger and it's just it's astounding man it opened my eyes so much and it's it's also if you take the kind of like places and people's names out of it it's very easy to relate to anywhere uk's not absolved yeah. if anything the uk is the fucking epicenter of of the racial yeah. issue because we we were the, the the british empire and we took people around the world and all that yeah. and enslaved the world so it's just i, I I just love because she just keeps hammering the same points home 
and nothing yeah. that's what, what Sean said of nothing's changed the same things are happening now that what happened after Rodney King in 91 yeah. or was it 92 I mean 92 92 I mean it is sorry go on Nick's talked enough <laughs> True story, actually. Yeah, no, we're talking about the, the. I think I mentioned it to you, Nick, about the '92, the early riots, and um, mm. I think I had text Nick, and uh, we were talking about everything that's going on, and in the states, and how it was just kind of uh, basically almost every state was just writing, and protesting, mm. and uh, as I said, the world was on fire, and I reminded mm. you, Nick, that the early riots in '92, and you you were saying, oh, I, I can't remember what that was about, but. Basically, Rodney King, and that was only LA. So I think, yeah. obviously, is what Russia said there. The same things basically happened over again. It's basically history repeating itself, and yeah. it's gotten the more things. The more things change, the more they say the same. Yeah, it's got to it's got to the point now. I think where well, fingers crossed, and I think we all agree on this point is that something changes. Do you know what I mean? If fifty states are now basically writing and protesting and whatever and trying to kind of get get the ball rolling here, then Hopefully it does. Do you know what I mean? From from ninety two to now, it's it's a fair while. Do you know what I mean? Things need to change. Well, it's not that. It's like hundreds of years, as as the thirteenth clearly displays. Like it's just it's shocking yeah. that we've just it just keeps going. And like you said, it's great that everyone you know fifty states are are all saying the same thing. I, I, it was weird. I th- I immediately thought for some reason of like you know the Chingum adverts of like nine out of ten doctors agree. It was like yeah. fifty states agree. This is absolute bollocks. Um, yeah, and yeah, I think in terms of, I think I, I don't know if you, if you guys agree, but I feel like this is definitely thirteenth is one hundred percent top of the list. You need to watch this. You need to educate yourself, and you need to realize what the fuck you've been, whether you like it or not, has been ignored and shouldn't be. Um, and you know, to say this came out, I think it's yeah, two thousand sixteen. So for two years, this has still been going. This has been just sat on Netflix, like was spoken about. But I think. I think it's it was nowhere as you know when you look at stuff like making a murderer or fucking even fucking Tiger King. Do you know what I mean? Like nothing. This this should this should have been such forefront, so, yeah, forefront and like on the front page. Um, watch this. Yeah, yeah, just not because it's good. Because I mean it is good, but you just fucking should. Like as an obligation yeah. and education, you need to see this fucking thing. Um, it's well put but, together. It's not an easy watch, but it's a necessary. But none watch. of these are. Yeah. yeah, none of these are, and they should be necessary. No. You're damn right, man. I think when um, when like all, we all, we all go and we watch movies and stuff, and it, we all go to enjoy it. And but I think the, the the thing that I always take away from going to watch a movie or watching it at home is emotion. And hmm. when you watch something like Thirteen. Or the other films that we're going to talk about and stuff, you feel that emotion, you feel that anger, you feel that mm. sadness, you feel that hatred. Do you yeah. know what I mean? We don't, we don't, we have, we have the the privilege of not like of just being able to walk outside and not feel angry. And that's the kind of message that I took from uh, thirteen was the emotion really hits you. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Whatever, it's whatever one you take away from it, you, you take something and you take it strongly. Do you know what I mean? It's an unavoidable argument, basically. No. Um, yeah. And it's a shit one that it's got to be made. Uh, but yeah. So. And it's so it's so funny in a in a in a movie podcast where we watch movies most of the time to escape from reality that we're yeah. now focusing yeah. on movies in this episode 
to bring us into a reality that we could never know about. Mm. Because and I, I think as as Sean says, we we don't have to feel the way that the that these minorities do feel, and it's it's fucking shit. <laughs> that's the only way I, I'm just going to hit it out with no. some some rushy realness there that is fucking shit I mean it's yeah like to, to have watched it for the first time I think the amount of times you just put your hands up in the air like what the fuck yeah. like how many how many times I lost count how many times I was like what the fuck like yeah. how why like this just, is oh, this, how, how many audibles just, did that cry of fuck's <laughs> sake <laughs> Giant, no, like, it's, just, it's just genuinely like this is mental like just me repeatedly saying it like this it, is mad how the other the, good thing how? i want to point out about this about this documentary is that it's actually like there's so many people on there who are smarter than you do you know what i mean in terms of it's all people who are fucking which, which for this podcast is not doctors doctor well, i don't know nick you you can type sentences do you know what i mean that's one up for me do you know what i mean Although yeah, apparently I think, can't, I'm, mate, I think I'm the dummy. I, the group was on the. No, no, I was, I'm there, the dummy. I was going to say, if you <laughs> Nick can't even style his hair if he comes on this fucking call. <laughs> Next time, I want you wearing a fucking tie. Do you hear me? I want you wearing a tie. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? So yeah, the people who are in- involved in this are you know lecturers, um, university professors, and it's the way that it should be presented. It's an educational piece presented through educational eyes, and it's must. Again, we've said it about nine times, but it is must see. Ah, must and I would see urge it. everyone to go to to watch it. It's worth mentioning as well, like some in terms of the interview subjects that are in it. Like Brian Stevenson's actually interviewed in it, who is the subject and core character for Just Mercy, which is the film with Michael P. Jordan. Um, he's one of the recurring voices through the film, which is another right great fucking suggestion to put on. Um, but yeah, just guys, honestly, just fucking watch it, like. I know it's. I know this week's been hard, and I know it's been shit. And the only way it becomes less so is if you educate yourself. And I think this is a just. It, it just needs to be. You just need to see it. Um, and I almost feel shit that they like a lot of films on this list that we're going to talk about, or a lot of films that will end up on Instagram. Like it is that I've not been watched. I've chosen not to watch that out of discomfort, mm. and I'm sorry, but sometimes you've just got to because if you don't. You've only you you're part of the problem, really. Um, you want to get yourself trying, to blame. I'm, yeah, I'm really yourself, sorry. I'm like, you've got to take yourself out of that comfort zone. And yeah, and as, as Rush said at the start of the podcast, like you've got to educate yourself. Like education is key. Do you know what I mean? Like we pass that down, and that's mm. that's the that's the kind of the main point is you've got to educate yourself, guys. Do you know what I mean? You've got to go there and watch all these films stuff. Like, it's funny because you were sitting talking about the Spielberg, like the list of films, and then mm. the other night there, we went through all the films that had like kind of racial prejudice or racism or some mm. something involved in the obviously the theme of this week. There's so mm. many fucking films, man. Like there's films yeah. that, as you said, I've not seen that one. You're like, I've not seen yeah. that one either. Why have I not seen that? Do you know what I mean? Just obviously mm. be, we've chosen to watch something else, but the mm. list is probably just as long as is like the any films other that we, like yeah, yeah must the films watch that we list. All, you must watch the ones that we enjoy all these like talented directors but the, the other ones kind of go under the radar a little bit but yeah yeah so anyway yeah so carry the on. next the, 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 carry on service will be resumed and i'm not going to do any <laughs> um i'm not going to do any segues in this one um lies 
I know I was going to say about going on to do the right thing, but I'm not going to bother. Because um, ah. we're going to go on to Sean's pick of Mudbound. Now, this is one that I haven't watched. So I'm going to be pretty much um, useless here, boys, unfortunately. But uh, seeing as I've done quite a lot of talking. I've not watched it, mate. No, no. no. All right, no. Yeah, no. Sean can feeling, educate us then. I'm feeling nervous. So he's on his own now. Mm-hmm. It's going to prepare you, prepare you for next week nicely. Prepare you for next nope. week in your hosting nope, duties. Nope, nope. Hey, <laughs> keep stay, keep your face near the fucking mic, weird. Jesus Christ, man. Hey, can <laughs> yeah. Can you not hear me? Can you fine? No, but you just you just like that. Oh, right, yeah. I was stretching. Sorry. Um, so get yeah, head I on him like a ceiling fan. I <laughs> saw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I watched uh, Mudbound this week, guys. Um, I don't really know where to start. Uh, it stars Garrett Headland. Um, I think we're all kind of familiar with him. Um, he was in Four Brothers, Triple Frontier, um, and the the guy that played Easy E in NWA. Jason Mitchell. That's the man. Um, but basically, the it's it's set in the kind of Jim Crow era, forties, um, just before um, World War Two, and there's uh, a family of white farmers family of uh, black farmers and the two sons and that go to um, go to war basically and during that time obviously um, a lot of things happen back home the the black family end up losing their, their mule and stuff like that so they, they the white family take them in and have them working on the farm um, and basically what happens is they, they kind of when the two boys come back from the war, um, the racism that they ex- experience back home isn't carried when they go to war. So when they come back, they've obviously been away for years, and they come back and they're friends. And when they come back, it's um, it, it, it just kind of everything resumes. It's all back to normal again. They, mm. they, he goes to his white privileged family where he's got the black family working on the cotton fields and the young boy. Um, goes back to the black family and he's back to picking picking cotton again after obviously saving people's lives and stuff like that. So um, that's the kind of the basic premise of it. Uh, it's directed by um, what are we saying? I will just find her name. Dries. Dries, that's it. Um, she's done a few other films. She's done Bessie, which starred Queen Latifah. Um, so that was it was a pretty important film. I so. I would I would recommend it highly. And what like in terms of, it, I don't know like, I've I've never really been not necessarily not been a fan of Gary Headland, but he's he's always seems to be a guy that never sort of quite gets the cut. But like I know the biggest attention and rightfully so was like on Jason Mitchell, yeah. um, and would you say this is another like, just watch it, educate yourself like. What what did you take away from it that you I think, really I think you take, consider? I think I think you, the director kind of highlights both sides of it. It's um, I, I wouldn't say it's really kind of highlighted on uh, Jason Mitchell's character. I think him and Garrett Hedlund's character kind of share the screen. If that makes sense, like mm. the two stories are kind of intertwined. So at the start, it's um, the, the stories are quite very much together, and then when they go to mm. war, he's like in, in a tank commander. The other guy's a pilot. Um, and they go and do other things. They um, Ronsell's the character that Jason Mitchell plays. He goes and falls in love 
with a, a German woman. Um, right. And the Garrett Hedlund's character, he gets shot down um, and basically gets, I think it's a, there's a, one of the pilots is a black uh, man and he saves his life. So when the right. both of them come back home, they've obviously experienced a lot. Um, I think the both of them have a bit of PTSD as well. Um, yeah. But it's basically, it's about how that, that kind of thing that I said earlier, nothing changes. So when they come back mm. home, they've done all these extravagant things of save people, the medals and whatnot. They've travelled the world, they've seen different cultures and how it obviously doesn't affect um, Jason Mitchell's character when he's away. There's no racism at all. He's just treated like another human being. Is is obviously, I think that's the kind of the point that maybe the director is trying to put across is that when the both of them come back to the states, it's just like right. It's as if nothing's changed. Mm. Um, and obviously, I mean, I'm just looking at, I'm just looking at the fucking cast. Like it's mad. It's a mad cast. It's insane. Like, actually, really good. Uh, yeah. Jason Clark, Mary J. Blige, uh, yeah. Rob Morgan. Like. I don't know, again. Don't know why I've never watched this film. Is it um, um, the guy? I think the guy that plays the 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 racist dad is called Pappy. He's basically yeah. a member of the KKK. That's the thing. Jonathan Banks from uh, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah. he's phenomenal in it, man. Basically, kind of is a bit of a, a an arse in it. If, uh, Dickhead. For, for better words, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, Carrie Mulligan's also in it as well. She plays um, uh, <clears throat> Garrett Hedlund's uh, sister-in-law, and she's right. she basically like so the, the family that they've got isn't like it's not a racist family. It's just like his father and who he's connected to and stuff like that. It's he's obviously involved in the KKK and stuff, and and they don't really have the same beliefs as as his father. Do you know what I mean? Because he's been to war and. Um, and a, a, a black pilot saved them and stuff so it's he doesn't mm. have the same beliefs do you know what I mean so when he when they go back home and it's like he's obviously his father's never going to change anyway so um, aye but it's it is that I think it's to kind of watch I watch it um, aye I would, I would I would suggest to watch it man I, I did really enjoy it it was some of the times it was a bit kind of Try to kind of keep, um, try to think the word. Try to kind of like, um, fuck, I lost it. Went, slipped out my mind. I was trying to say sorry, guys. I'm just reading. No, I'm just reading about as you're talking about. I'm just reading about like cinematography and stuff, which is interesting because uh, Deary said she asked Rachel Morrison to focus on the idea of the American dream versus the American reality. Yeah. Um. So she turned to like looked at, um. Farm Security Administration photographers for reference points regarding colour and composition. Um, so yeah, it sounds like sounds like quite a like not, I'm not to say balance, but in terms of how it's shot. Like I've seen, I remember seeing the trailer. Like it looks like a like a dirty film, if that makes sense. Yeah, it is. It's quite kind of gritty. Um, I mean, it's clues in the title, really. But yeah, yeah mud um, burn, obviously. But um, yeah, I it's it quite a gritty film, even they go to war um, and then they come back It's uh, it does have a um, it, it does kind of follow that I wonder that if um, with, with the thing of Mudbound if that's kind of like you know the old kind of like mud and blood you know what I mean we fought in the same mm. mud and we shared the same blood kind of thing and yeah. it, it is essentially saying you know 
you're okay to go out and fight Nazis and defend America from this oppression, but you're not you're not able to drink from the Once same you're water back. fountain. Aye, Once you're back, you're not you're not shit. you're not able to sit at the same side of the bus. The the, the same side. No, it's not the same side. The front of the mm. bus. You have to sit yeah. at the back of the bus. You have to drink from a different water fountain and all that other shit that went down. And it's yeah, just yeah. It's a time capsule piece really in it from that time. Hundred percent, man. Um, I, obviously, with I don't really want to give too much away, but kind of obviously, what happened? But we won the war. What? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. But it's basically like there's a lot of other stuff that kind of goes on that um, a lot of violence later on in the film and stuff like that. Um, mm. But they basically the two of them are obviously become friends or they befriend each other when they come home because they share the the, the war stories and stuff like that. That experience. And, yep. And um, and there's they don't they don't see color. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So. Um, <coughs> the, the guy, the, 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 his father, Pappy, when when he sees the two of them talking, he gets like pissed off. He starts giving mm-hmm. him a hard time and stuff, and and they, he doesn't understand why. And then obviously mm-hmm. that maybe that kind of like childhood memory kind of clicks in. Do you know what I mean? And he goes, "Ah, right, okay, understand why he's saying that," but he mm-hmm. doesn't. He, he doesn't have the same beliefs. Do you know what I mean? So. It's kind of going back and forth with that fight and that sort of um, mentality that you've been brought up with. And I think that's another thing as well when we, we talk about racism, that as well, is that if you're educated by a parent or a family member to, to think in a certain way, that kind of carries on until you're either smart enough to, right. to change your beliefs or not. Do you know what I mean? Especially, yeah. like, I mean, in the West of Scotland, you can talk about that with the relation to like, football and religion. And uh-huh. you know what I mean? It's 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 the same way any serious subject. You know what I mean? It's that's why you've got to have very, be very careful when you're passing on to the the younger generation. I mean, I've got kids three and five, and it's difficult. It is difficult to to, to obviously you know. Well, it's not difficult to make them not racist. It's very easy to make people not racist, but it's difficult to <laughs> to you know talk to them about these subjects. But it's about having the bra- the bravery to say to them, look. We need to talk about this and, and deal with it. Yeah. Um, and raise... Just fucking raise your kids right, okay? Don't get <laughs> <me. laughs> There you go, Sean. There you go, Sean. You can sack off every fucking baby book you're going to buy. Just, oh, Sean, just, just, just come to your old dad here. Your old dad will sort you right out, right? Your old dad will It's funny, though. It's funny, though, Sean, that you obviously talk about the KKK in this movie, right? And see, the first thing I always thought of was Django Unchained. Where the birth of the KKK's made laughs. It's made for yucks. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're all wearing the yeah. fucking sacks in their head, and you're laughing at Jonah Hill and all that. But and I, it's just I like that, I think it, that it is, brings up such a. I think that's probably true. I think that it's got like a like there's some there's some reality to that. Like the all these kind of like sort of less educated white men, and and they've basically started a group, and and I think yeah. there's got to have been some sort of like stupidity involved in that it's not yeah. as if there's some sort of cia secretive like no. people who are smart intelligent fucks not i mean they're not they're, they're, they're dumb racist hillbillies basically yeah <laughs> and it's funny that in that film we laugh at these people and you know in other aspects it's a very tangible and serious threat it's just yep. the juxtaposition between the two things and knowing when to do like the right thing at... oh oh, oh! 
Segway. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't segway. help myself. Segway. <laughs> um, I'm going to ride in the right. Segway one episode just for a laugh. <laughs> 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 like I'm Steve Jobs. Get a fucking high collar fucking turtleneck on. <laughs> got to keep the comedy. I've got to keep the comedy. It's, there's no comedy going on um, in this episode. Need to keep it happy. I can't. Be, I can't believe. Like, I'm. An, I'm. I'm a bit annoyed that you pick. You got this as a fucking pick, but because I only watched it literally this morning, and it's been one of those films that I've held off for fuck knows how long. And it's weird that like, I'm, I've managed to watch a shit ton of Spike Lee films in the past couple of months that I've never watched. And this is obviously like the Spike Lee film to watch. Yeah. Um, is the this seminal? Is work. this like? And, but is this a, for both of you? Then is this? I know, Sean. You said you were like how the, it was very much uh, me speaking to Rushy of how have yeah. you watched this film? Uh, oh, like, hold on a minute. <laughs> no, I'm saying no, but it's true though, isn't it? How many fucking times do we go fucking hell, Rush? How have you not watched this? Like, this has been this has been one of those films that I see it as high regard as. Fucking Reservoir Dog, Casablanca, Train Spotted, like it is yeah. genuinely deemed as one of the greatest films of all time, and I held off for fucking so long. Like Rush, is this the first time you've seen it, or have you yeah. like really? Yeah, right. I don't I know remember. why. I don't know why and I just assumed this is one of yours. You would have watched it ages ago, but fair enough, man. No, it's just it's just something I haven't yeah, watched, and I think film loving bastard. It, it, it may well be that just because. <laughs> It's just not been in the wheelhouse of watching yeah. what I watch. Um, mm. But then when I watched it from the very get-go, it's just like, this is just such a smart piece of movie. Cinema experience, film, whatever you want to call it. It's yeah. so smart in every aspect of it. From what we were talking about the other day about how it portrays heat, yeah. tension, yeah. The, the rising tension, the actual ethnic diversity there's a fourth wall break in it as well which is just insanity mm. and it's so ahead of its time but also is ahead of its time in terms of a clairvoyancy towards what happens later two years down the line with Rodney King and mm. yeah. that it talks more about I mean it draws on a, a real life thing that happened um, the, the, the reason Spike Lee made the movie having looked into it a bit more you know how I like doing yeah. a wee bit of my deep dive it, it does yeah, it looks fucking like fucking film nerd <laughs> yeah I like to look into shit right anyway <laughs> it, it, it's funny because it, it, it totally predates the, the, the sort of tension and the riots of LA during that that summer and then mm. it has so many smart moments and so many smart ways of filming you know, effects used, camera angles used, the use of Dutch tilts to make sh- when everything's level and everything's fine, there's a normal, yeah. you know, even keel. But when things yeah. start going a bit kind of off the off the slider scale, like, it yeah, starts tilting. Off. I start thinking I'm working a watching an episode of Sixty Six Batman because it's got that <laughs> many Dutch Dutch tilts in it. Um, you know, obviously the the whole left and right hand speech for Radio Rakim, yeah, and how he's oh, talking yeah. about the, the Raheem. But it, did I say Rakim? Aye. Or Rahim? You said Rakim. It's Rahim. Radio Rahim. Rahim. Right, okay, I'm sorry. I do apologise. Um, That's fine. And it's like, everything's about two opposite, opposite, two opposing forces. How can I not speak yeah. today? Two opposing forces. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm off it. I'm on, that, I'm, on that, I'm on that keto diet now. I'm trying to lose a few pounds. Are you Honestly. Right? Aye. Because I'm going on a 
I'm going to Menorca next year and I don't want Greenpeace to roll me back into the sea. <laughs> <laughs> in case they in case they think I'm, I'm a beached whale, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Brilliant. Oh my god. Right. Anyway, but yeah. So Anyway, yeah. Mate, you sound like you've done your fucking homework with this film, by the way. Mate, I've fucking I've researched the shit out of this. Honestly. <laughs> Unlike some of us. <laughs> And amongst learn next week, you fucking host. And amongst and amongst like fucking batches of listening to Rage Against the Machine and just getting really angry. Yeah. About stuff that has no just you know, about stuff that probably a couple of weeks ago I was just basically at the back of my mind because it'd been a while since we'd brought up a, a, a killing by the police, despite the fact yeah. it's probably happened every week since yeah. and before. Um anyway, before I started making jokes about me being Shamu and um, you know, all that other stuff. Jazz I was talking about a film that I, 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 do you know that we we talked in the past about movies that I've slept on and I've been like, how the fuck did I sleep on this? Like, yeah, it, yeah. essentially the prestige, right? Yeah, this is the prestige with a serious message behind it and a serious, yeah. you know, it's, I mean, I mean, it's definitely not, but I see where you're going. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say, right? I know, I do, I do. There's no Michael Caine, right? But there isn't, everyone has to make concessions somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. But it is about two opposing forces, and it comes down to the fact that that you know, the what's the name of the character, the the guy that can't speak, it stutters. I can't remember uh, the name of the that, character. Uh, bug, no bugging out, bugging out. Yeah. No, no, he's. Uh, oh. he, it's the guy that's got the photograph. Oh, smiley! Oh, Fuck, smiley! Oh, man, smiley! Man. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, he. It's obviously about the two tensions between being someone who you know, you, if you want change, do it peacefully, and if you don't want change. Yeah. You, you do it by any means necessary as long as it's yourself know, and that's the kind of uh, as long as it's self-defense sort of thing and that's the the two kind of outlooks of martin luther king and malcolm mm. x as these two opposing forces which is then through raheem and his love and hate speech yeah. you know the static as well and then through all those kind of um different parallels of the two opposing forces of the sal and his two sons and the, the sort of neighbourhood that inhabit or inhabit his shop not inhabit yeah. inhabit would be a completely different word I am not doing that you know I worried you know just chop this up make me sound like a robot it's fine don't worry about it okay cool um, and it's strange that it draws such a close parallel to what actually happened this week mm. it is essentially police brutality yeah yeah I think I think I wasn't I it was weird. It was. It's very strange because, like, how old this film is. You know, like, it's. it's there are so many films where it's like, you you might not have seen them, like classics. You might not have seen them, but you know the plot and you know how it's going to end. I had literally had no fucking idea how this film ended. So to see the fight break out, the police turn up, and to see that image of like Radio Raheem getting fucking pinned down, and I'm just like, like, to given the fact that you can't fucking scroll through Instagram or Twitter or Facebook without seeing so many videos now come forward. Um, And I think it's mentioned in the 13th of like, governments can't keep up with it because everyone's got a camera in their pocket now. Yeah. Yeah. So to see, to see that image, I was just like, it genuinely was like, I was taken aback quite a bit by it. And it was that echoing. And we've said every fucking film we're talking about, Nothing has changed. Yeah, it's just well, Smith. It just has to repeat itself, basically. Yeah. I mean, you look well, at the, the, the rioting there, and, and obviously Sal's Pizzeria place gets 
like, turned upside yeah. and burnt out. It's, it's that exact same, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, it's just. I mean, I, it, one thing, well, I mean, I think I talked about it. I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast or I talked about it with you guys, I'm not sure, but like, I watched, again, talking about like Spike Lee's Night a while ago, I, I watched Malcolm X a while, a good while after Black Klansman. And the fucking, the year gap between those films. And one starts with Rodney King, the Rodney King footage, and Black Klansman ends with the Charlottesville incident. Like, a, you know, fucking guy driving through, a, driving, like, driving his car down through a, a row, an ocean of people. And it's like, same director, literally two generations of a family because you've got one Washington Jr. and then Washington Sr. and Malcolm X. And it's like, how is this? How, how how is this much time has passed and literally still nothing has fucking changed? And that's why I yep. took from Do the Right Thing. It was like that final sh- sequence of Radio Raheem like dying. I was just like, it, I just didn't expect Spoiler. it at all. Um, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, fuck yeah. Um, sorry, it's well, that's fi- basically the final scene of, of Do the Right Thing is just like, uh, it's just history. You were exactly right. It's history repeating itself, but. Yeah. Like Rishi, you talked about the, heat being displayed in this. It's just like, in terms of taking the message aside, what did you take from that as like storytelling? Because I think it's interesting that we talked last week about our favourite summer film, and we both said like, like, what did you, Rishi? What did you say? You said Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Sean said Sandlot, and I said Stand by Me. And I was like, as I was watching Do the Right Thing, I was like, fuck no, this is a summer. Like, what a way to demonstrate. I, but do you think that's only a, like we were, we were also talking about it from personal standpoints and that's yeah that's what I'm saying about getting back about like it's happening over in America I yeah. think if you ask somebody that in the States maybe maybe somebody would say that do you know what I mean somebody would say oh, 100%. Say the right thing or do you know what I mean because it, it, it's that's the neighbourhood they grow up in and and they experience that all and what I, what I found kind of quite poignant about um, do the right thing when I watched it I watched it fucking when I was like 16 or something like that um, was that it's happening in such a small space like yeah. that yeah. that neighbourhood has got to be like what like a couple of blocks maybe one and intersection and a couple of blocks yep. aye and mm-hmm. it's just like different races and, and cultures and that and they're just all mixing and then it's, it's, as Russia says the heat and the tension and it just everything implodes and and that's the that's the kind of scary thing about it. If that's like one neighbourhood, then it just kind of continues to kind of steamroll and 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 kind of grow. Mm. It's like, and it could be any neighbourhood. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? It could it could be any any neighbourhood in any city in terms of you know the way the way things are and the way things are set up. The other thing I liked as well is that the whole way through it, um, it it's almost like your 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 lead character. Mookie is very passive, just wants to deliver pizzas, get paid, and yeah. isn't and isn't bored about anything else. Yeah. And then at the very end, there's the, the kind of I don't. It's not like a standoff, but it is kind of like they're standing apart, and you've got almost everyone who is of minority on one side, and then you've got Sal and his two sons standing there with. Um, with his dad, Mookie, stand, yeah. Mookie standing there as well, and uh, he makes he makes the choice to go across the street, pick up the yeah. trash can, and throw it through the window, and that's him, yeah. kind of 
basically saying I'm now no longer being passive. I'm 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 doing something. Um, yeah. And that's why and he throws it, that trash can through the screen. And the other interesting. No, no, it's fine. I was just going to say the other, the other interesting character is Salon that he. From a personal perspective, when I started watching that, I felt like he was quite a nice character. He's, you know, he's given the kind of um, the older guy money to go out and sweep the sidewalk. He's mm. doing things and stuff. But as the film goes on, more and more is revealed about him, whereby he is essentially racist at heart. Mm. And it's only once things come to a boiling point and attention flips that he starts hitting out with the N word. He breaks yeah, the, the 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 breaks the glass. The, not the glass, the the boom oh, box, the, the boom box, yeah. and then it's with an old, you know, battered, um, baseball bat, you know, that he keeps mm. under the, you under the the, the, the the counter, and it's like how many times has he used that, and why has he got that there? Mm. Kind of shows his mentality, and it, it's so smart on so many levels, and in so many ways I can't comprehend. Yeah, and it just it. It's so it, it's so sad the ending, but mm. the best bit about it is is that it doesn't end with just his death. It goes to the next day when things need to carry on. Yeah, and it shows how things yeah. carry on, and even though That's he's been, like, stood up and done the right thing by standing up to what's happened, he's 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 done. He's he's lost his job. He's lost his job, and you know what I mean. He's 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 basically worse off now, but he's done the right thing. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's mad how to Spike Lee seems to be a director and has been a director that clearly has. You need people like that to sort of yeah. go to basically magnify an issue that everyone else seems to ignore. Um. I mean, I mean, can yeah, you blame right. him? Can you blame him for these no. narrative not changing? If 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 it's not no, changing, he's going to keep hitting hell, it. Man. I mean, no. maybe if we we we, we got into a perfect world, he would start doing another different movie. But until that happens, yeah. why the fuck should he? I mean, uh, the, uh, no, but then at the same time, yeah, in truth, like he's done stuff like the old boy remake, which you know we'll, we won't talk about Ooh. that. But like, he, for for his greatest achievements, they've always been films that it's like this is a message that for some reason you fuckers still can't hear. So I'm just going to do it again. Um, and yeah, just a great, just a fucking great film, man. I think it's really interesting as well. I didn't realize that he actually got the film as inspired as well as the um, shooting of Eleanor Bumpus. I think that's what you're referring to, Rush of Light, in terms of a real event. He got the idea from a fucking Alfred Hitchcock as well. Yeah, um, it was while he was so doing Lee got, his previous film. He came up with the idea when he was doing. Yeah, Happy Lee got Days, the, was. I'm just. I'm just seeing on the production terms on Wikipedia, Lee first got the idea for the film after watching Alfred Hitchcock Presents episode Shopping for Death, in which the main character discusses the theory that hot weather increases violent tendencies. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it says, like, well, like, there is a YouTube video, like, search for it in terms of how Spike Lee uses temperature in this, but it's just like, you feel hot. Like, you actually are like, everyone's sweating, everyone mentions it at least once in the conversation, and... The, the colour palette see. and everything has just the, changed. Yeah. Yeah. And then like in, even in regards to the newspapers of showing the temperature is literally rising, and as soon as you see the newspaper from then on, everything else starts to escalate. And it's just like it's just brilliant storytelling. But it, and, I think, you know, we sorry, I mean, go on. No, I was gonna say the only thing that cools it down is the fire hydrant and the police turn that off. 
So yeah, yeah. It's it, that's a man. very just... that's a very. Uh, it's so smart. And I don't know why I said happy days. I think I was thinking about the fucking the fucking show, but it's called it's <laughs> it's called school days. Why am I saying happy days? I'm all over the place today. Oh, man, I'd I'd watch fucking happy days, Dread Spice Party, <laughs> any fucking day. Was she was she um, having a nightmare? Of these vocabulary night, are they? I'm having an early one tonight, um, man. <laughs> but yeah, just um, <laughs> um, but yeah, just a fucking banger. Um. I I honestly say it. In fact, the more you, mate, the more you've talked about it, I'd say it's just as important as the thirteenth. As thirteenth, like I would, I would probably say do the right thing. Uh, do the right thing. Sorry, I'm getting a bit of Russia syndrome there. Can I speak? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say do Maybe the right things. That. Probably, it's 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 probably more important because it's it's probably more relatable to people in everyday life. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot more. I'd say it's a lot more accessible. Yeah. I think probably. Maybe like do it as a chaser, like get the thirteenth down, yeah, and then just do do the right thing after. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not going to, yeah, it's not going to, it's not going to make you, like, it's not going to make you happier at all. It's not going to ease the. But it's, just watching it's Bruges after you have this sort of thing, because that's what I did, and it made me feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at the same time, we sort of said, didn't we, that like, you know, unfortunately, this can be uncomfortable, but and it needs to, to make you uncomfortable. Yep. Yeah. So from that. Yeah. We're going to move on to something else. And it might make us uncomfortable talking about this. Segway. A film that you love, which is uncool or guilty pleasure. Now, I am fairly open about my guilty pleasures, Nick. We've (laughs) talked about this before, right? But the films that I I like... Hold on. Yeah? Uh, No, you've you've talked about, like... Yeah, you've talked about shit films that you like. Fair enough. Whoa, but I've, whoa, I've, I've, whoa! No. <laughs> I will not have this. Fair enough. Anyway, no, no. I'll start with you guys. You guys can go first. Who wants to go first? We'll go with the new blood. Go with yeah, the new Sean. Blood. We'll, you you brought this, this idea this up, so you can go a, first. Right. So yeah. Right. So the reason that I brought I brought this up was I was talking to my pal, obviously, about the podcast and stuff, and we were just kind of riffing about different films. And right. he asked me the question, um, mm-hmm. and I said to him, well, I don't really know, and then the more I thought about it, like, I put a wee bit of kind of like, in-depth thought about it, and uh, it's, I don't really know how to kind of put this across, but it's a lot of, it's a, it's a film that a lot of people have, have never really seen, well, that I know anyway, um, which is Brokeback right. Mountain. Right, interesting. Right, it is interesting, but it's basically because obviously it's about two men falling in love and all that stuff. A lot of people it should be a them. fucking guilty pleasure, though, mate. Jesus. For for some people, it is though. That's the that's the kind of that's yeah. the reason that 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 I brought it up, and he was like, "Well, I've not, I've never seen it either." And I was like, "Why have you not seen right. it?" And then the kind of conversation escalated for there, and I was like, "But you need to see it, right. man." I was like. The, right. the, the cast in it, the the, the storyline, like it's not just about two guys, two two gay guys basically in the woods up in the mountains or whatever. Mm. It's it's more to that, do you know what I mean? And um, mm. and then I was saying to him uh, about the prejudice and that as well. It's again following that kind of narrative. Obviously, it's it's not about race, but it's um, about homophobia and stuff like that. And I, I think that's probably why a lot of lot of people that that, that I've spoken to anyway might see it as a guilty pleasure because they don't they wouldn't necessarily watch it do you know what I mean for those reasons so that's that was a fucking 
That's a deep choice, man. Yes, man. But that's, that, that was the reason that I come up with. I know that everybody can I understand that. With pressures and... I can understand where Sean's coming from. I can understand where you're coming from with that one, Sean, though, because, I mean, you work in quite a, a a male, I mean, it's a barber shop, you know what I mean? It's full of men, manly men, or men in tights. Yes. No. Anyway, um, you know, <laughs> it's all full of ma- manly men, do you know what I mean? And, you know what I mean? It's, it's quite a testosterone driven environment, I can imagine. So it, well, it would be well, I think- interesting for. Well, you I think know, I, I think barber shops like, oh, like used to be women. like that, and and they they've got, say, Sorry, I think like barber shops have have kind of got that stigma, but right. Obviously, the barber shop I work in isn't really like that. I mean, I've got like a lot of my clients are um, gay, lesbians. You know what I mean? It's like uh, uh, quite open. Like we kind of talk mm. and and dive into kind of really any sort of subjects, and then it's quite mm. open in that way, but. Uh, the reason that I chose Brokeback Mountain is because that um, it is for some people they maybe might not watch it because of what I said again about the whole homophobia thing yeah. and that two men so that's why it would, for, for me it'd be concerned as a, as a guilty pleasure for some people do you know what I mean but not a lot of people would say oh what's, what's one of your what's one of your favourite films that you've, you've seen do you know what I mean and some, some yeah, guys even true. though they've watched it wouldn't come out and say that do you know what I mean? Even if they sat there and watched that whole film and went, fuck me, that's one of the best films I've ever seen in my life, they still wouldn't tell their pals or whoever, like, they wouldn't be open about it. their family members and stuff, they wouldn't be open about it, so that's my choice. Mate, that was a very fucking interesting choice, man. That was, I did not expect that at all. Um, mate, I feel, I feel fucking inferior following up on that. Uh, <laughs> the new blood has I don't think- resin. My 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 guilty pleasure, right? And I don't think it's a case of. Uh, I don't think it's a film many people have seen, but very there's been occasions where I've like I've watched it with someone and they've gone, you, "This is really. Do you actually think this is a fucking good film?" And I'm like, "Yes, it's a fucking great film." Um, so my favorite, perfect. one of my guilty pleasures among many, is I don't know if you've seen it, is the Thirteenth Warrior. Yeah, bastard! Um, what a great awesome. movie! Are you serious? What a fucking... That's an amazing film. Like, I fucking love that film, man. Such yet, a good film. It's terrible. Like, it's terrible in so many different elements. Like, there is no way a man can sit around a campfire and learn <laughs> a new language. There's no way. There's no, yep. no, no chance. Way do it. There's no fucking chance. He's like, he wakes up in the morning Mate. and he's like, uh-huh. and he's like, hold on, Mate, no I've been living here for almost two years. I still don't fucking understand you two. <laughs> like, there's, there's no fucking way. There's no way. Um, a point. And I think I think my. I mean, I've never read it because it was written. Um, I think it's Michael Crichton who wrote it. Actually, wrote Jurassic Park. Um, wrote a book called The Death Eaters, and it's pretty much the same story. Um, and there's just so many little. I remember watching it as a kid and being like just loving it and just thinking this is a great fucking film um and i love that idea of i think it i think it's why I, i'm a fan of like films like the wild geese magnificent seven great escape like it's that small band of misfit heroes that all come together that realize they've got to overcome something together even though they don't like each other um and yeah for those that don't know so uh, i mean god it's always a poet that gets basically kicked out of, it gets kicked out of Baghdad for um having it like a naughty affair with 
a royal's wife um, and then ends up on a basically in terms of his banishment crosses paths with a group of Norsemen who are heading to a new another kingdom because they've had this nuisance kicking off and he can't speak a fucking word of their language but there is a literal sequence where he sat down at a fireplace and they're all speaking their language and slowly but surely he can start to pick apart words which would just never fucking happen it just wouldn't happen i'm really sorry <laughs> like and it's definitely I mean, wouldn't just be like and kill him as soon as they, as soon as they <laughs> met him do you know what yeah. i mean i don't yeah. know you you just be like <laughs> Head off. That thing of like, <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking witch. Like he's literally just fucking like in the space how, of a week's a week's worth. Happen? Yeah. Um, and don't start uh, me on that just, that whole like long fingered thing at the end with the big nail. Oh, give me creeps, what, man. That was younger. Really? Yeah. It was pure terrifying. So, it was something that descend. So, so basically, he ends up teaming up with this band of Northmen who are going to this like some land where this king his village his town is being um ravaged by these monsters these supposed monsters that are going uh, pillaging the town and they can't be killed and they eat the dead supposedly and it's almost like a very it's like a viking magnificent seven where these guys are, are all join up to protect this town from this monster that's kicking off and it's just a, I just love it, man. It's it's shit and it shouldn't work and it definitely wouldn't be made now. Well, it would be made now, but Antonio Banderas would not be in that fucking lead. There is fucking Riz Ahmed, easy. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like I easy fucking choice. Um, but I love that whole that whole idea of you know I'm not a warrior. Very soon you will be like, and and the fact that so many people in this in the cast just disappeared, like not disappeared, but just. Like you never saw it. Like I don't even remember the lead guy, not the lead guy, but his his mate. Um, Is that the the big uh, Beowulf guy? The big no. Oh, no, Vladimir. Like no. Vladimir Kulich. The guy who played Kulich? played played Beowulf, the 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 leader. Ah, yes. No, not Beowulf. The um the Herger, the joyous, who's like his mate, who's like. I'm not, you know, I can't drink. It's I can't um, have the fermentation of grape of grapes. I can't drink alcohol, okay. and he's like, it's made from honey. Um, and it's just, I just love little bits in it, man, that still make me go, oh, this is fucking cool. And just Always. everyone loves the last stand. You everyone the, loves the last stand. You know what the worst thing about that movie is, right? They're all get, they've all got like cool names, right? And you've got like yeah. Skeld, the superstitious, and you've got Reef, who's the musician, yeah. right? And then you get the one called Helfdin, the fat. <laughs> <laughs> I found I found my Viking tribe. Yes. Oh, what are you known as? I'm yeah. known as an archer. What are you known as? A fat cunt. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Even as far back as then, it was just like so Um yeah. We're going on a mighty I quest. Just, yeah. Too late. Get no food. It's all gone. <laughs> oh, the fat guy's Zeto. The fat Viking. God damn it, health I Dane. The, I, <laughs> I always used yeah. to think that um, the guy that played Beowulf, um, he always, it, it reminded me of um, Vigo from uh, Ghostbusters 2. Yes. Vigo the Carpathian. Yes. Mate, yes, that's which a... fucking coincidentally, this is going round, genuinely, my old barber when I was a kid fucking was exactly like him. Like, Fuck looked a no dead chance. ringer. To the point where... Why would you I get a haircut God, right? off, a, off a Beowulf? Mate... <laughs> I'm not, no, fucking, the fucking, what's his name from Ghostbusters 2 was terrifying. 
I'd be sat there getting my ear cut, and he's just like looking at me. I'm like, and I'm like, where the fuck? Why do I know you? Is that is that why he goes from from a throne of skulls on a river of blood? (laughs) That's what you know him from. (laughs) Yeah, just is that so? So basically, what you're so basically Nick, what you're trying to tell us is that you used to go to the the guy that looked like Beowulf, and then you've now went to the 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 fat barber. (laughs) So I basically like half done guy. Super. Fucking your words, not mine, man. I'm not fucking saying anything. Um, Sorry, we get it. But mate, we've it. we've we're ripping the piss out of my film. Rushy, you're you're fucking ringleader, mate. What's your choice for this week? Because you've like some mate, dross, I... if I'm completely honest. So your so your guilty Listen. pleasure must be fucking dire. <laughs> well, <laughs> Listen. 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 I've got that many guilty Listen. pleasures, right? Let's let's just. You know what I mean? I mean, I, where 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 could I choose my guilty pleasure from? I could choose Pretty Woman, which is a great film, which I love. It's not a bad movie right. though. I could choose right. Dirty Dancing, another great film. Dirty However, bit, bit questionable. Bit questionable now. Yeah, I could 100%. choose the the hundred percent smasher that is this means war that we've talked about previously. However, I'm not going to go over that again because <laughs> Nick doesn't like it. I mean, I could choose my love of you know something along the lines of Pitch Perfect, which is absolutely smashing as well. But we won't go into Absolute that. Absolute fucking gross. <laughs> no, no. Anything, anything that can do an acapella, an acapella of no diggity, I'm into. Um, no, no, you just shouldn't touch some songs, man. Just leave them alone. It's like films don't remake them. Just leave it. Don't have an acapella group fucking ruin music. Well, Rushy, continue. Sorry, it's all right. <laughs> sorry, I don't. Fuck you. I don't see how anything with Anna Kendrick and it could ruin music. I'm sorry. Just Too sorry. Go on. Uh, maybe if you, maybe if also, you like watch the film, then put it on mute. That'd be fine. References, references, Breakfast Club, references Breakfast Club as well, which is fantastic. You know, just saying. Great shot, great film. Anyway, anyway, I've completely lost my train of thought. And you get your pleasure. Doing. You get your pleasure. Come on. Yeah. So my guilty pleasure is the Resident Evil movie. The Ooh, first one. interesting. Shout. Right. Why is that considered a guilty pleasure? So the reason I say I got pleasure is that it's very much a film that has been absolutely killed off by the sequels of it. Fair. It's seen as very much a video game movie and therefore of no worth because the video game <laughs> movies that have came before it have been absolute dross. What are you talking about? Super Mario Brothers is a fucking classic. There's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> I won't have anything to say against Bob Hoskins. Listen, that was actually going to be one of my choices, right? But I thought I'm not going to go for something that is actual shite. Just saying. <laughs> anyway, it could be worse. <laughs> it could be worse. I could go for Speed 2. <laughs> oh, Speed 2. Jesus Christ. Fucking hell, man. The, oh, there's a bad die. movie. There yes. is a bad movie. That's just bad. That's just bad. It's not guilty. It's, it's guilty of being a bad Start film. To finish, but I think, I think Resident Evil gets tarred with a brush whereby people think it's a bad movie because of several different parts of it. That it's a video game movie. It's considered to be just dross in terms of the actual um subject of it it isn't something that is going to be very well revered in terms of going forward um and again i just think it's a great movie in terms of every sort of stage good cast although not a high level cast and it's got a great soundtrack great effects great story Mm -hmm. and it's not too far-fetched in terms of the actual (laughs) You know, but you know what I mean. Like it's not pure. In like, the world, cr- in the world in which it's set, 
in the world of Raccoon City, it's not too far-fetched, and they don't try and do too much with the one movie. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I think so that, I think that would the be reason mine. It got, I think the reason it got so much shit for its time is because it was one of those films that when we will we'll make a video game movie, but, you know, we always... I mean, Rushy, me and you have said in the past how people get pissy and moaning, going, it's not, it's not taking from the source material. And this is one of those films where it was like, that is... There are core ingredients that are clearly taken from the game. Yep. Whereas the original game is such a good story, why don't you just do it anyway? Um, but I remember, I remember watching it for the first time, mate, and it like not scaring the shit out of me. But I was just, I think I've always had a, th- in terms of horrors, if I had to pick like a specific subgenre of horrors, zombie movies always are always my go-to. Yeah. Like my yeah. favorite horror films, I think of are. 28 Days Later, Wreck, uh, Dawn of the Dead, you know, Zack Schneider's fucking Dawn of the Dead is a banger of a remake. Oh, and absolute bang off. You know, people say, oh, fucking remakes are shit. Well, Zack, well, Zack Snyder proved completely wrong about that. James Gunn's script, first script as well that he did. Um, and yeah, Resident In- Evil, I remember like, you know, the scariest thing about that film is the fucking laser fortress, like laser tunnel thing. That's the just- Red Queen. Oh mate, you're all going to die down here. If you want, um, if you want to increase the creepiness, just get a little girl in. It do the voice, and it. I mean, it works for the shining. Yes. It's just, it's <laughs> going to work. Do you know what I mean? It's going to actually terrify you. I mean, they doubled um, it. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, man. Like Resident Evil. I, I to be honest, I, I didn't have an issue with the second one. Like I think the second one was a good, was an all right sequel. Um, mm, sorry, but but just. Yeah, I from what I remember, actually, uh, given that the, the fucking hype is still going now that they've remastered the first two and the the what the latest Resident Evil sequel they made, which was apparently was really good, um, that came out, uh, they're talking about, or there has been talk of just making another resident evil like reviving the franchise as it were as a film series and 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 sticking closer to the games because i think i think now certain films have come through whilst not brilliant for example tomb raider the one with um angela jolie kanda no 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 (laughs) no not the one with fucking british empire in um is it alicia vikander i think it is yeah that's it yeah that's something i've still not seen that but apparently it's good right so yeah, so like mm, yeah. that uh, as a as a remake, as a sorry, as a video game adaptation, it's actually quite close to the to the game, and it got decent reviews as a result. Um, but yeah, I think they're trying to up the game of pardon the pun, like up the game of of adaptations that they're planning to do. And I know Resident Evil's in the pipeline as being one that's that's getting considered. Um, but yeah, man, guilty pleasures. That's I think that's actually an all right sort of collection. Random as fuck. Yes. Broke I mean, I could. I've just came at another one as well. <laughs> just on. came at another one. The new Hellboy movie is a guilty pleasure of mine. I love that movie. No, oh, I, oh, I see. I didn't like nah, that. Nah, I didn't like it. That's you're on your own there, Rushy. That's fine. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Mate, I will. Sometimes, I will die on this hill it. that it's a good movie, right? <laughs> I will die on that hill. I'm not bored. <laughs> mate, I know you've not had a drink, but you sound pissed. <laughs> Ah, uh, fuck the lot of you. I don't give a shit. Pissed off. Um, that's what it is. <laughs> All right, fair, fair. But yeah, that's a nice collection of uh, guilty pleasures there, mate. And a nice spot to round off today's show. Mm-hmm. So, 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, while you drink beer and do all the bad stuff, I'm going to do the outro, if that's okay with you. Mate, if you like what you're hearing, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. To get in touch with us each week, you can get in touch with us mainly through Twitter. Nick, where are you at? I'm at Nick Stanleyforth. That's where I'm at. And I'm at Rushy Only. These are also our Instagram handles, where you can also get Sean at... Beard Carnage. Oh my god, there was so, such a delay, I had to actually check the camera to see if you were still here. <laughs> yeah. In, in all seriousness, just to interrupt, where did Beard Carnage come from? Um, well, my last name is Carney, so Carnage, right. Carney, and I've got and a you've beard. Got a beard. So, Pretty easy, isn't it? Fucking it's hell. Better than, it's, better than, it's better than Sean Carney underscore at XOXO82. You know what I mean? Is that your, was that your old Sean Carney 86. It used to be, it used to be uh, give me some more 44 at hotmail.com. <laughs> I love how he's giving his email address out. Oh, that's, yep. that's, my, yep. that's my old one before before I, I went for a, I was going to go for a job interview and somebody read my CV and went, mm, don't think so. <laughs> don't think he's going to get it. See, anyway, I thought it'd maybe be because like your beard had like a symbiote in it that would take over people, like come out and, <laughs> well, and attack, attack people. When I'm, when I'm at work. That's how he gets his customers. He just latches yes. onto them. Right. <laughs> like, come back soon. Um. You can also yeah, find us to bring it back to the actual point at Real Good UK, <laughs> where we do our Friday quiz. We've got all our news stories linked, and of course, the hub for everything is at uh, is at realgood.co.uk There's only one more thing to do, Nick, before we leave. There Nick, is. Sean? There is. And that's the... Oh, that's got it up. This week, a classic, was, which pretty much how I've felt this week, is the young man from Robocop who, unfortunately, falls into the slime after his truck goes into the radioactive waste and he comes out... Uh, with his skin falling off, <laughs> get away from me, man! He's fi- and Robocop, his fingers looked like pink. His fingers looked like pigs in blankets. It's <laughs> like, oh, Sean, put me off one of my favourite food types, man. <laughs> Christmas is cancelled, guys. Christmas is cancelled. Oh, Jesus! Anything, anything, any meat wrapped in another meat, and I'm right up for it. Anyway, guys, <laughs> we'll see you next week. I hope you have a great week. Keep watching movies. Keep enjoying yourselves. Sean, say goodbye. Goodbye. Nick, say goodbye. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Have a good week, guys.